ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರುಂಧಿ So as he's come now why don't we begin now I did this with Basu Ghosh Prabhu in Salem over two sessions we took about 3 hours to do it So this these discussions are actually very valuable from the religious come historical point of view One thing is it's if we come to India today it's it's difficult to imagine the whole atmosphere that the young people they don't know what India was like at that time it was so different in so many ways wasn't it so different the people's whole outlook and it was uh, technologically not developed and people didn't know anything about us very different in so many ways Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Ananda Mayobhyasat the supreme truth is full of bliss as mentioned in Vedanta Sutra Tahale Ananda Mai Tabe Hoy Digbijoy it's also in prabhat so right that when the name of krishna prabhat says is spread all over the world then there'll be all bliss and then victory in all directions vaishnavera ichha purna hoy and the devotee's desire will be fulfilled Yeah. And other there's others also. Okay, we're all ready? Yeah. So first of all, we should uh congratulate and thank Ananda Mai Prabhu for his almost 40 years of service to Srila Prabhupada's mission in Andhra Pradesh. So Ananda my Prabhu I I I don't know actually did you join ISKCON in France or in England uh, in uh, India Please start chronologically at the beginning Krishna vastaya bhutare semate bhakti venanta swami niti namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pasharine Nirvesesha Sundavadi Pasyatane You want to turn your webcam? This webcam is not set up for a, this kind of broadcasting, is it? Yeah. So, did you join? So, I, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I ever asked you. And if I did, I forgot. Did you join in France or in India? So, I joined this con uh, here in India. I see. 
I think you've done a degree in France before that? I did, uh, yeah, I completed a business school uh, in France. Then... Uh, of course, you're not supposed to go into the past of Vaishnavas, but I think your parents, they're also quite a... Prom- your father was quite a prominent person, like that businessman, something like that. Uh, my father was an industrialist. He was in the textile industry. Mm. And... Uh, the sound is not coming? So Anandamai Prabhu, uh, his father was an industrialist in the textile industry. He did a degree in business administration. And then how did you get out to India? So after completing my studies and uh, military service one year, oh, that I was spent compulsory in, that time. in Germany uh, and... Uh, then uh, I started to work in some enterprise uh, for three months. And then after three months of this, uh, um, I, one so of my friends... Your father's business? Or what? No, 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 different, different enterprise. Mm. Some big company, metallurgical company. And um, one of my friends called me on the phone suddenly and they told me that uh, he's going to India... So he would like uh, somebody to accompany him. So he he asked me, do you like to come to India with me? So uh, immediately I said yes. <laughs> yes. So next day I resigned from my job. And uh, then I started to make all the preparations for this uh, travel. I went to Paris to get the necessary visas. And then we purchased the... I sold some of my properties, like I had a car, I sold the car, I sold the motorcycle. And then um, we purchased a car, Volkswagen Beetle car. You, you went by car? Yeah. So we got all the papers, all the visas for the car also, this need for visa carnet, for the carnet, car. Right? It's called a carnet. Yeah, carnet. Carnet passage. And then, uh, so we, finally we, uh, everything was ready and we started from France. My parents, they asked me, so when are you coming back? Then I said, oh, I'll come within two months. <laughs> like that, I answered, of course. Maybe they didn't believe me, but uh, I said two months like that. So we started our journey. And uh, we went to Switzerland. Uh, well, I forgot a little bit what was our Just gone through Yugoslavia? Um, Yugoslavia. No, not Yugoslavia. Bulgaria, I remember Bulgaria. Uh, Greece, also a little bit. Greece, oh, Bulgaria. The uh, then um, Turkey. Okay, Turkey and then... Uh, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, yeah, India. Yeah, the, the, the world was different in those days. In those days, Iran was an ally of the Western world. So you could go over land. <laughs> there was a road that was used by many travelers from Europe to India because I was not the only one to travel at that time. 
There were many who were traveling, yeah. going to India. There was even a regular bus service from London to New Delhi, a double-decker bus. Every week, there was one bus going. And um, so it was possible to go. Now it is impossible to go by road from Europe to India. So many borders have been closed, so many wars. Uh, so it's not possible anymore. But at that time, it was... Uh, possible and it was a very enlivening and very exciting travel. It was a great adventure and it was very exciting. <laughs> so many things on the way we visited. Uh, so it took us about two months to reach India because we went to many places in between. Like you may have heard that uh, in Afghanistan, for instance, there's a famous uh, place called Bamiyan. At that time, and for many hundreds of years, there was a huge uh, statue of Lord Buddha carved in the mountain. That statue was uh, more than 60 meters high, one single block. Uh, it was very extraordinary. I had heard of this from the books, history books and other tourist travel books. So we went there from Kabul. About a, seven, eight years ago, the Taliban, maybe 12 yes, years yes. ago, the it Taliban. Was blown up. It blown was blown up, yeah, by the yeah. Taliban. <laughs> but uh, it was very extraordinary. The road from Kabul to Bamiyan is about maybe 200, 200 kilometers it was a Kacha road uh, full of uh, <laughs> extraordinary things. Not mines like it would be nowadays. Huh? Not mines. Nowadays the road must be full of yeah. mines. Still it is, at that time it was dangerous because there is no... I mean, it's, Afghanistan is a very wild country. Yeah, there's no well, law and order. No, no law and never order. never in the history of the whole No country. law and order. Never. No, it's a village, you know. Um, village chiefs and uh, tribes are there. It's like the whole country is like the Chambal. Yeah. We have to be very careful while traveling. We were lucky to pass through. We didn't have any problem. But we were lucky. So coming to India, that was a really a great adventure. And when we reached India, then I could uh, see while crossing the border that here is a completely different country. Civilized country. This was about what, 1970? Yeah, 71. And uh, so I could immediately understand, uh, no, by feeling the... Uh, everything was different. You know, the climate, the atmosphere, the people... Uh, I could understand this is a really a very high civilization, very ancient civilization. And you very first came to Amritsar, was it? Amritsar, was Amritsar it? comes, yes. Hmm. So I visited the Golden Temple and uh, many other places. We went to Kashmir. In those days also, there's no problem to go to Kashmir. No Things problem, yes, yes. Changed. We wanted to go to Leh. 
but the road was road was uh, not uh, open. So anyway, we went to Gulmarg and uh, Sonamarg, many different uh, places in Kashmir. And of course, we spent some time on the Dal Lake in these uh, houseboats. Mm-hmm. At that time, one night was uh, five rupees. <laughs> so we visited many places like this. Then finally, uh, we came to Bombay. Bombay, it was amazing because there was a huge rain uh, one day before, and we reached Bombay. There was about uh, now three feet high water in the streets, and the people were fishing fishing in the streets. <laughs> it was very funny. But uh, so my friend left at that time and uh, he told me that uh, now I have to come back to France. So I said, okay, you can go. I remain here. Did you know English at that time? A little bit, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. It would be difficult otherwise. Yeah. Hmm. And you decided to stay? Yeah, I told him... What made you decide to stay? Whatever I had seen, a little bit of India, it was was so wonderful, so attractive, that, and I had so many other places, I had planned to see many other places in India. So I said uh, that, uh, no, I'm going to stay here for some more time. (laughs) So from Bombay, I, may, I went to many other places. I went to Sri Lanka two times. I went to Nepal. Singapore? Is it? Singa- not Singapore, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Ceylon. Yeah. At that time, Ceylon. I visited many temples. Uh, I took baths in many holy rivers. And there, 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 sorry to interrupt, but there was no, they weren't stopping you going in temples. Uh, yeah, there's a very interesting thing about that. Generally, temples were open to everyone, and, but uh, a few exceptions. And when I came to Sri Rangam, I saw at the entrance one big board. Uh, only Hindus allowed. So <coughs> I was uh, standing in front of the you know, main door, get to the temple and I was seeing the board I was seeing all these people who were going inside I, I knew, I had heard that inside is an extraordinary deity of Ranganath and really I wanted to have darshan of Ranganath and uh, one pujari came and he saw me like this standing in front of the temple and uh, he asked me, you want to have darshan? I said, yes. So he told, no problem, just follow me. But he gave me a chatter and he put some tilak on my forehead and he took me by the hand inside. Even we didn't have to follow the queue, we went right directly. <laughs> And I Ranganatha Swami Ki Jai. 
And uh, all the other pujaris, they are just like that now. Because I was accompanied by some uh, important uh, pujari, so everybody was doing namaste and so. Otherwise, no, it was forbidden to tourists. So I came in front of Lord Ranganath, and this pujari, my friend, he showed me the beauty of Lord Ranganath from the feet up to the head, everywhere. So I was completely in bliss. And afterwards, he gave me prasadam and so on. So that was a very extraordinary experience by Krishna's grace. In many other temples also I was, I went to Panchipuram. And then uh, Sri Lanka, so Sri Lanka, I visited. How did you go to Sri Lanka by boat? By boat, yes. Oh, no, yeah, I was actually. I had a budget of five rupees per day. Yeah. Because well, that's, that's I had that. Enough, I yeah. remember I had that much money. I forgot. I was stolen money, you know, a few times on the way. Uh, like in, especially in Nepal. In Nepal, I was walking in the mountains on the way to from Kathmandu. I wanted to go to the Everest, Everest mountain. It's about 150 kilometers. Well, Everest is very high. I was thinking at least I can see the Everest from the, from the bottom. So I was uh, now up in the mountains. I was accompanied by one Indian boy. And uh, so one, this is very interesting. I was uh, in a village to take rest in the night. And uh, then one person told me, to come, this uh, village, uh, no, all the village uh, gathered in one place. And um, he told me, you come, you come with us. All right. So I sat down among all the villagers, we are about 50. And they started to sing. And you know what they were singing? Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Hare Hare Ram, Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare Ram. <laughs> Not exactly the Mahamantra, but almost. <laughs> that is. So we chanted together like this. They gave me some uh, this big, uh, no, uh, thing. I f- what is the name? Some big uh, piece of wood yeah, yeah. with uh, some symbols, small symbols. I was doing like this. So about uh, half an hour like this, we chanted Hare Krishna together. So this was very wonderful in a, in a small mountain village of Nepal. This kirtan was going on, and uh, so I went back to my small room uh, that they had given me. We didn't pay anything; it was offered by the villagers. And then I took rest there. The next day in the morning, I saw my luggage open. That boy is not not there disappeared and my passport and money had disappeared also <laughs> so I went back very quickly to Teres Kathmandu running to this uh, about uh, maybe 50 kilometers uh, but I could not see the boy so I had to make uh, new passport I went to the embassy make new passport so my money had become uh, uh, 
taken away, mostly taken away, but uh, I had still some travel checks, still some money was there. That came afterwards. That came at the end of my travel, actually. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, I had gone to Sri Lanka. I was a French teacher in Chennai, Madras at that time, at the Madras Christian College. I became a teacher, French teacher. I was uh, teaching French comedy, 19th century comedy, Labish. 19th century language? Yeah. One uh, French author called Labish, and mm. uh, of the 19th century. He wrote some uh, very uh, wonderful uh, comedies. So I was teaching these uh, French comedies to my students. Because in order to uh, make some money, because I had no money left. And even my budget was five rupees a day. <laughs> so I, in Madras, I stayed there for some time. I was staying in a, in a student hostel built by the Danish government, where I, I could uh, stay free, of course, with a Buddh I, I, I was sharing a room with a Buddhist monk from Thailand. We had some philosophical discussions that was very interesting. So I had plenty of time. I stayed like this, visiting different parts of India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, from April 71 to April 72. One year I was traveling like this. I had many experiences of the um, religious uh, philosophy of India, of course, I, I was not a Vaishnava, but I became introduced to Indian philosophy through some other philosophers, which are now, uh, I would not read their books. Uh, Vivekananda, I read something, and then uh, I also read uh, some of the Buddhist literature, Zen Buddhism by Professor Suzuki. I was reading a little bit of everything, but everything was about Indian philosophy. So it was an introduction for me. I was not a Mayavadi. I don't think so. Even while reading Vivekananda, I thought it's some of the conclusions that we are God. I could not accept that. But in between, there were some interesting descriptions of uh, yoga and, uh, of course, the soul. One thing also which very important is that I was in Rishikesh, of course took baths in the Ganga, visiting all the important temples and then mixing with the sadhus and all that. And then uh, I purchased at that time Bhagavad Gita because people had told me this is the most important book if you read this one book then you need not uh, read any other book so I thought I must have that book and I went to this um, there was some bookshop there selling these uh, Gorakhpur editions so I took the smallest edition of Bhagavad Gita it cost me 50 paisa it's a very small book like this, this, this much, a mini size, not even a pocket size. You could <laughs> keep it in, in a small pocket, mini, mini size, 50 paisa, I remember. 
So I started to read Bhagavad Gita and I was completely, I mean, mystified or completely overwhelmed by the mystical content of the Bhagavad Gita. I became so um, attracted by the, the great mystery. It was a deep philosophy I couldn't understand, maybe 10 or 20%, 10% maybe. But the rest, 90%, I could not understand. But I became very much inquisitive to know what is this great mystery. This great text is really mysterious. And uh, so I, was, I wanted to know uh, the meaning, like reading from uh, 10th chapter or uh, 11th chapter. This is really extraordinary declarations by Lord Krishna. And um, of course, there was no commentary. Only the sloka was there. So I wanted to know more. I wanted to know everything. The mystery of these uh, shlokas, this uh, great science, great um, revelation. So I was in this way, my, in my travel, I was constantly thinking about all this religious philosophy of India. More and more, I was writing letters to my parents. And uh, there was no question of coming back to France. <laughs> right from that time, there was no question. I had to complete my journey, and that was only the beginning. Even after one year I was in Sri Lanka, I was writing about this uh, Lord Buddha and all that. Mm. And I, I was never right, considering what? Lord Buddha. Yeah. Lord Buddha. I went to Aniradapura. All these uh, pilgrimage sites of Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka is so beautiful. I was in Kandy. In Kandy, you have the temple dedicated to the tooth of the Buddha. They are keeping the tooth. And uh, once a year, they have a very big uh, procession with many elephants, maybe 50, 60, or 70 elephants. And the main, the first elephants carrying the, Buddha, the tooth of the Buddha, and many f thousands of people participate. I was also there during the procession. So I had many oh, great opportunities in this way to participate in this um, uh, spiritual India, and including Nepal, Sri Lanka. Then, so... How this uh, journey finally ended. I was narrating that my money and my papers were stolen in, in Nepal. So I had to rush back. So I made a pass, new passport and little money I had. And then I crossed the border. So I had one address because one person in in, Sri, in, in Nepal, he had told me, if you go to India again, going to Calcutta, then you can stop in Bihar. There's a small village near Darbangar, uh, and uh, you can stay in my house. So I have this address. So from the uh, Nepali-Indian uh, border, I went to Bihar, I went to that village. Then I stayed there one or two days, and then I wanted to go to Calcutta from there. So I took a small bus. And uh, 
I stopped in another village because some people told me you can stop here because there is a mela there is a mela in this village and you can visit that mela that would be very interesting so I stopped in that village and I saw mela means uh, all types of religious groups coming together and uh, many tents and shamianas were spread so I I was standing again, I saw the entrance to that mela, and I was looking around like this. I was hearing some lectures and some uh, bhajan kirtan from the outside. And one person again, again a person saw it, seeing me, he said, uh, why don't you enter? You come and your people are there. He said to me, your people are there. I said, my people? I don't have any people. I'm traveling alone. I don't have any friends here. No, no, your people are there. I was surprised to hear this. I said, okay, anyway. Uh, anyway, so I entered and I saw all these different uh, religious groups and uh, sadhus. And then some sound came sound of Sankirtan, Hare Krishna Sankirtan, Sambhajan Kirtan. So immediately then I was attracted and I went to see what's happening. And uh, to my surprise, I saw some Westerners, uh, two ladies actually, two ladies, uh, Western ladies doing Kirtan. And uh, there are some other um, Brahmacharis was there. So one Brahmachari, so a Westerner, he asked me, do you want to see the Swami? I said, yeah, Swami, yeah, I can see Swami. So next to the stage, there was a tent. So I entered into the tent, and there I saw one sadhu, sannyasi, lying on the bed. Then he, he uh, sat on the bed, and told me to come in and he asked me one question the first question he asked me what is your goal in life? I said immediately I said my goal in life is to become fearless alright very good very good please come here come here then he made me sit down uh, by the side of his bed. Now that's Sanyasi, I should tell, because you may be very inquisitive. Who is he? Uh, Tamal Krishna Goswami. So I was very fortunate to have His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami. He started to speak to me. We had some conversation, question and answers, for about half an hour. Then he asked me, are you feeling hungry? I said, yes, I feel quite hungry. Then he gave me a big plate of kitchari. So I took it. It was very good. I like it very much. So I spent the night with this uh, sannyasis, uh, one sannyasi, another brahmacharis. Then he asked me, um, where are you going now? I said, I'm going to Calcutta. Oh, very good. We are also going to Calcutta. 
I said, very good, so you come with us, no problem. So we took the train to Calcutta. And uh, so they took me to the temple, where the same temple situated now in Albert Road, in front of Victoria Ghat. So immediately uh, I came to the temple with this uh, traveling party coming back, and I was very well received. Immediately then uh, they said, why you are wearing these clothes? We shall give you new clothes. So they gave me Sefran Doti, Sefran, no? Ah, Kurta, everything new. And uh, so I told them that, uh, you see, I cannot stay here because uh, my visa is, I don't have any visa, just a few days. And uh, I have a plan, I have a big project. I'm on a world tour. Now I'm going to Thailand and then I go to these uh, other countries and then I'm going to Australia and then so I want to complete my world tour coming back to France that is my plan so they said Tamar Krishna Goswami was telling me that why all this traveling this is very tiring your travel there's no need to travel as far as your visa is concerned no problem we know the people here in Calcutta and uh, we shall uh, give you, you'll get an uh, extension. There is not, there's no problem. And uh, your travel is over. <laughs> now you are already, in, you are already Dhoti Kurta, so you, they get Kantimala, Tilak, everything. And uh, on the same day also, I was shaved. <laughs> So my travel was over. So all this planned for world tour, it was completely you know, finished. There was no question. So they gave me a seva. I was cleaning the bathroom, Sulapopa's bathroom. And, but I had plenty of time to read uh, Popa's books. They gave me plenty of, so I started immediately, you now Japa and uh, all the uh, temple uh, functions. And I was reading daily. And besides cleaning the bathroom, I was also uh, told to accompany the preaching party uh, for life membership. So on the next day, immediately I went for life membership. Uh, my membership partners, there was, uh, we were going by car. It was, uh, there was Madhavananda, Purnapragya, and uh, this uh, Kaushalya Mataji. So I was also part of the party to en enroll life members and collecting donations. I remember after two, three days, we went to see the Birla. We went to Industry House. And the top floor, we went to see, I forgot his name, one of the Birla families. So I was just a uh, no, new boy. I knew nothing at all. <laughs> Immediately I was introduced into this uh, very responsible uh, uh, savers. And uh, within one week, I had already read most of the books uh, that were, were available at that time, including Krishna book, many of the small books, uh, Isopanishad. I think Nectar of Devotion also I had read. 
And then now when it came to the final book that was given to me for reading was Teachings of Lord Chaitanya. They had told me, if you read this book, all your doubts will be answered. Because I had hundreds of questions. I was reading books. Every day Tamal Krishna Goswami was coming to me and uh, we were sitting down in a corner of the temple and he was telling me, so today, what are your questions? I had so many questions. Similarly also, Achutananda Swami was there and I had many, many question answer sessions with Achutananda Swami. So they told me, if you read this book, Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, all your doubts will be answered. So I started to read, and it was true. When I read that book, then I understood, this is the highest philosophy. I was completely convinced that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings, there is nothing higher than that. I was completely now convinced that this Hare Krishna movement, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement, has the highest philosophy. So at that time, that was maybe like one week, ten days, I became completely fixed up in my decision to remain uh, and to study and to practice the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila Prabhupada. That was uh, very important uh, in my training. So I had, by Krishna's grace, I had very good association from the very beginning, very strong association. And uh, otherwise I would not be here because now presently the preaching uh, you were mentioning is quite different and nobody would invite a newcomer to the temple on the very first day. Not in Hyderabad, or not in, maybe, probably not anywhere. Or maybe, uh, maybe in Russia, I don't know what is the practice there. Do you invite as a Brahmacharya any newcomer? I don't know. Newcomer can join immediately as a Brahmacharya on the very first day. Uh, anyway, but people are different. Also, they may not just commit themselves. To uh-huh. I was also different. <laughs> I didn't join on my own will. Practically, I was uh, bodily taken to the temple and made to sit down and not to go out. Yes. <laughs> I was TK. captured. I was kidnapped. Practically speaking, that's TKG style. Ah, there's a grand devotees. cheating you know, uh, strategy. He made so many devotees. That is Samar Krishna Goswami, I was told. But uh, I was quite willing, and uh, finally, of course, after a few days, I could understand. The prasanam was wonderful. Sometimes I was feeling a little hungry in between the prasanam. And uh, so I used to escape uh, from the temple. I was going out of the temple, and there's a, a grocery shop just maybe 50 yards away on the right side. So sometimes I used to go there and purchase one, one bread, no? And I used to eat this you know, secretly on the Victoria Ghat. I used to eat very quickly this uh, uh, bread and come back to the temple. I did this a few times, but otherwise 
I was completely satisfied by the prasadam. And then, of course, uh, to get up in the morning was the most difficult thing. Early morning before four o'clock. But fortunately, again, I had some uh, good assistance from the brahmachari and some very strong Guru Kripa. You know Guru oh. Kripa? He was also there. So there was Guru Kripa, Jasodananda, they were there. And uh, Guru Kripa's method of waking me out, uh, waking me up, uh, was a little um, uh, unorthodox. Uh, he used to take a bucket of water <laughs> and then throw me this water. So there was no you other like way. The whole bucket or just some the, yeah, No, no, no. I mean, half of the bucket, that was sufficient. <laughs> then immediately I used to get up. But I was the last one in the temple, last one to get up. Really, I was, uh, for me, it was difficult. Because uh, I never got up, of course, in my life, I never got up so early. Generally, I used to get up uh, maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock. And on Sundays at home, I used to get up 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. But 4 o'clock, this was unthinkable. And so it was the most difficult thing. But uh, gradually, I couldn't make it. And uh, so I was fortunate. Then, there's a lot more. Uh, maybe we'll leave it there now, and then we can. Then the, you, know, you can tell us. Yeah. At eleven o'clock, we could start again. You can uh-huh. then you can tell us like uh, travels with Achutananda. Achutananda himself. I mean, someone should write a book about him. What, yeah. a, what a character. Yes, yes. yes, yes. And Prabhupada. So thank you very much, Ananda Mai Prabhu, and we'll see you all again, ten thirty. Bajans and 11 o'clock, the Qatar will begin again.